Washington, D.C. We all miss the cheers, the tears, and the touchdowns. The excitement of a last-second field goal to get the heart pumping. The football season's finally here. So now is the time to head to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races to place your bets for Week 8. And placing your bets at the sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races is an easy way to earn exciting My Choice rewards all season long at the sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races. All gaming is regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Gamble too much? Call 1-800-522-4700 for free confidential help. Must be 21. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms on your smartphone where you get podcasts, download, subscribe, and listen more today. Big time thanks to Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Stanley Law Offices, and our great, great friends at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on to vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. Become a better leader personally and professionally with the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. And I also want to bring in um, a, a huge mention um, to, to, the, to the intro here of a new sponsor. What I try to do every year is I try to, and they, all the artists and painters know this, I try to kind of rotate it. You know, like one year, you're the featured artist. Greg Kreindler was that guy last year. What unbelievable work he has. James Fiorentino was on for a year and kind of rotated around to, to, to highlight guys who are really entrepreneurs and so talented at designing and painting and drawing. And this year in 2021, I am so thrilled and honored to have on as the official painter and artist of PinstripePassion.com and the ML Sports Platter, Dave Choate. He does awesome work like cartoon, caricature, you know, real life sort of uh, figures um, in sports across the board, college pro, etc. Go find his stuff at DaveChote.com. That's Dave Choate. Dot com Dave C H O A T E dot com Dave Choate dot com and on Twitter at Dave Choate so talented wait until you see the Fab Five illustration the Bo Jackson illustration I have a couple of five by sevens he sells super super cheap you can buy you know prints for like a few bucks put him in a five by seven frame put a couple up in your man cave and it changes the look of the room. Go support your local artists and painters. Dave Choate, the official artist and painter of the ML Sports Platter and Pinstripe Passion in 2021. Let's bring in my good friend Scott Petoniak, the terrific TV contributor, columnist, historian, author, scottpetoniak.com, Rochester Business Journal as well. We're going to get into tomorrow's game, the Bills and the Colts. Scott, of course, has covered Syracuse sports for a good long while and uh, knew Floyd Little as well as anyone. So we'll remember Floyd. Two-topic podcast. Scott, welcome aboard. I don't even know if I should say Happy New Year at this point. How are you, pal? It's really great to have you. I've been been good considering and everything, but thanks as always, uh, Mike, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's get, before we talk Colts, Bills, let's get Floyd Little in here. Um, mm-hmm. Man, this one hurts me. I know it hurts you. Um Take me back to when you met Floyd the first time, and how will you remember Floyd? Well, um, I actually interviewed him in person back, at, it probably was like in the late 1980s, um, and he was uh, he was back in Syracuse for a function, um, and, uh, you know, from, from the moment, 
that I met him, he was everything that I had hoped he would be. He's just, Floyd is, as you well know, he's one of those sunshine people. Like, he walks into a room and the room brightens up. He's one of those people who shows a genuine interest in the people he's interacting with. Um, you know, and, uh, and, so, and so when I was interviewing him, um, I don't even remember what the subject it might, it might have been. Actually, you know, Joe Morris um, setting the, the rushing record at Syracuse University, and um, you know, he, could, he just couldn't have been more gracious. And that was Floyd. Floyd was, you know, we, we we use the cliche people person. Well, he really was a people person, and um, he had a, a great affinity and love for his university. That. You know, Syracuse University has had few ambassadors, better ambassadors than Floyd Little. And he, you know, it's just an incredible story, Mike. Here's a guy who came from abject poverty. His his father dies when he's six years old of cancer. And, you know, a single mom raising Floyd and five siblings in the projects of New Haven, Connecticut. Here, here's here's a, a, a guy who fails fifth grade, he's really struggling with his education, uh, is told, you're too dumb to go to college. And then his life changes when his, you know, his high school coach arranges for him to go to Bordentown, um, you know, military prep school in New Jersey. And he finds the discipline uh, that he needs. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, the rest is history. He shows up at Syracuse as a result of, you know, of Ernie Davis. So, you know, uh, uh, he had given Ernie his word. And Floyd really did believe if you, you know, if, if, if you're nothing if you don't follow through on what you say. So, um, you know, just, just a, he was just a, a, he was just sunshine. You know, like whenever you saw him, he'd pick your spirits up. He was a great conversationalist, uh, great stories. And, um, you know, as I said, just when I think of him in Syracuse University, you know, I think of what an incredible ambassador he was and how he, he comes back later on full circle and, and helps out student athletes and really took an interest in them. And um, it, it wasn't just window dressing, you know, like, oh, we got the we got the big legend back and, you know, big, you know he's going to help us, you know, raise funds and, and stuff, which he did. But he really took an interest in, in those student athletes at Syracuse in all sports not just you know football and basketball or whatever so it's a huge loss it really is um and uh uh, anybody who knew him uh who interacted him uh, came away better for it yeah i get chills just listening to you talk about that stuff because i mean he spent an hour in studio with me when he came out with his book um you know i saw him at the ballpark a couple years ago never thinking taking a picture with him that that would be the last time i'd see him and it would just it was just he was just as real as it gets, as good as it gets, and that was a perfect description. Um, let's chat Bills Colts. Um, it's been an unbelievable season. We know thirteen and three. I mean, the AFC East sweeping the division for the first time in franchise history. All the records from Allen to Diggs, and not just Bills, but also NFL records. But reset button has been hit. They've got to win this game, Scott. They got to get at least one, right? Yeah, yeah. I, to me, um, this this is going to sound really strange because people are going to say, "What about the Chiefs and so forth?" Well, no. To me, this is the key one. Um, if you you, you got to get over this is this is another box you got to check off. This is another hurdle you need to clear to show us that you're legit. And I think they are. Um, 
but you got to beat them. And there's no reason why you shouldn't. You're more talented. You're at home. Um, you, 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 you are on a roll. Uh, there, there's, there's no excuse. There's really no reason why um, they shouldn't win this, and they have to. Again, you know, we talked before the season, Mike, that that in order for this season to be considered a success, they had to win in the division because it was all laid out for them with what was going on in New England and what was going on here in Buffalo and, and the off-season acquisition of you know Stephon Diggs. Um, they had to win a division and they had to win a playoff game. Um, you know, and, and again. It's interesting during this whole thing, right? You first you got to end the drought. Um, now you've got to, you know, now you got to win a playoff game. And, and I think it's also another step, important step in this incredible evolution and development of Josh Allen. Uh, because we all know what happened last year, right? They get off to this incredible lead, and, and wow, you know, everything's going well. And then they had a meltdown, and Josh had the meltdown, you know, the backward, you know, lateral, and, and all this other stupid stuff that didn't, you know, be panicked and didn't need to do. So it's another step, huge step for him. And I think if you clear this, um, who knows? I mean, I, you know, it, what's great about this team, and, and obviously I have. You know, I have the historical perspective of covering the, you know, the the rise into the Super Bowl teams and stuff. Um, is that this team is, you know, goes into every game like those teams. You had a feeling like, you know, they can win every game they go into. I mean, you just had that feeling. Now you didn't have it in the last two Super Bowls against Dallas, but I think any time leading up to those first two Super Bowl te- teams, you had that feeling. Um, and what a great time this is! This they're not they they not only give you that feeling that they can win any game and probably should win any game right now, um, but they're they're damn exciting to watch. They're incredibly exciting. You know, this is they're playing football at at another level, and that is also I think another similarity to when that no huddle and the K gun was really clicking. Um, you know, I, I, this is reminiscent of that. So. You know, long long story short, they yeah, there's no reason they they they've got to get over this hurdle, and somehow even if, even if you even if it's not easy, you know, you got to win this game. There's no excuses because otherwise, like wow, you talk about the air coming out of the balloon. Oh. It's just like you're, you're taking a knife to the balloon. You know? Yeah, uh, you really are. I, I mean, do, do they do they get it done? Do they win this game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, look at you know Frank Reich's done a great job. Um, I think he's a very good coach. I wanted to see the Bills hire him, um, you know, because I, you know, I, I saw the job that he had done as an assistant, you know, in San Diego, and and also, um, you know, uh, the job that he did obviously with with Nick Foles and the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles team and stuff like that. But they're the Bills are clearly vastly more talented. Um, you know, they should be able to do another keep keep the you know accelerator to the floor um and i just can't see indianapolis keeping up with that now again indianapolis you know they're they're gonna we know what they're gonna try to do they're gonna try to run the football um and we you, you talk about like josh allen this is a test for him well philip rivers has a history right of the postseason of of really letting people down you know we saw that throughout his career 
in, in San Diego. He's had an incredible career. He'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame and so forth. But he's to me, he's a numbers guy. You know, he's a he's a he's stacked up a lot of numbers in his career and without really anything to show for it and how we measure quarterbacks in terms of, you know, how far do you go in the postseason and so forth. So um, I just don't see it happening unless unless the Bills have this total meltdown, turn the ball over like four or five times or, you know, and that the Colts are able to run against the Bills. That would be a bad sign, you know. The, you know, if if they are able to get some momentum going there and, and run football, because I think they should be able to pressure um, Rivers. He's 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 never been a mobile quarterback, and and he's uh, you know he's even less so now. So I think they're going to come after him. But if you can't stop the run, um, that you're you're in serious trouble. And I, you know, the other thing that's been great about the Bills is their defense is not great. It's not even at the level that it was, say, last year or the year before or whatever, but um, they've gotten better, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're passing the eye test as we as we go along and, uh, you know, getting turnovers and bending and not breaking and, and stuff. So that's also encouraging that the defense is is also coming around. But we know it's all, it, in this day and age, um, it comes down to the offense, and the way the Bills have been playing is just spectacular on offense. I know there's some injuries, concerns, you know, Beasley um, and, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs now, um, you know, so you, so you have a little uh, concern about that. But one of the beauties, I think, Mike, of this team, and again, why I think Brandon Bean deserves to be executive of the year, regardless of what happens here, is that. Um, they have so much depth. You know, I was looking at the stats, and here's a <laughs> this one jumped out at me. I was looking at the stats this morning, and so Diggs and Beasley combined for 12 touchdown receptions. Okay, this year, do you know they, they gave Davis and Isaiah McKenzie combined for 12? Yeah. Yep. I mean, think about. That. I know. I know. I looked at that and I go like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, man. Scott, it's the de- the depth and the versatility. Not to cut you off, the depth and the versatility yeah. is mind boggling because in the last <laughs> game against the Dolphins, I turned to my my wife has become a wild Bills fan, as you know, and Isaiah McKenzie's in there. They rest Roberts, and he goes off two catches for the touchdown, the the crazy eighty four yard return. And I turned to her and I said, "Do you realize that when they are at full strength offensively and everybody's healthy, Diggs, Beasley." Um, you know, uh, uh, John Brown, Gabe Davis, and then McKenzie. He's probably the fifth best uh, wide receiver, the fifth option, the fifth whatever. Your right. fifth best wide receiver just did that, which yep. which tells you the depth and the versatility of this club. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And again, you know, Brandon Bean has done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, and this happened in a in a in a relatively short period of time. It really did. Yeah. It really. I mean, this was a total extreme makeover of yep. this roster. What do they have? Two guys left, yep. maybe. Yep. You know, two significant guys left from from the Rex Ryan era oh. and, and Doug Whaley and stuff. But he's done a phenomenal job. And of course, let's not forget that. Um, and, and I didn't think it was the right choice at the time, but he, you know, he saw something in Josh Allen. Uh, that many of us overlooked, and um, and and I want to give Josh Allen a tremendous amount of credit. Certainly, the Stefan Diggs trade turned everything for him, changed everything for him, and he's it's just been a phenomenal impact that it's had not only on Josh and but also on the other receivers. Um, but but Josh has has put in an incredible amount of work, and you know and the fact that. Uh, one of the other encouraging things I, I found from 
you know, that, that Dolphins game is that now, now he's at a point, Mike, where, all right, let's pressure him. Let's get him off his game and so forth. And, the, and in those situations where the Dolphins blitzed him last week, he was 11 of 13, I think, for a 167 and two touchdowns. Yep. And, and it's been a continuing thing. And so that tells me, like, he diagnoses defenses. Now, he knows how to read them. He doesn't panic, um, you know, as much as he did before. And, and, and the fact, obviously, that they're distributing the ball all over the place the way he does is another indication that his, his knowledge of the game has, has made a quantum leap. And I guess, you know, you know, you know the, the work that he put in in the offseason with what Carson Palmer and, and the work with, you know, specific work with Ken Dorsey, but Brian Dable, um, who definitely is gone, you know, I, I mean, if you don't, you don't take, if you have a young quarterback, He's, he's a guy like Houston. Houston's got to look at him if, you know, what he could do with Deshaun Watson and some of those guys. No weapons, though. Yeah. Well, no. But they, they, they'll have to address that. You know, yeah. they're going to have to address yeah. that. And I know O'Brien left them in a mess, you know, and stuff. But um, Dave, Dable's probably gone, you know. And, and that's another reason, you know, what I've learned, Mike, is you better go for it now. You know, don't don't think. I know they're they're building. They're young. You know, Josh is twenty four. Stefan Dix just turned twenty seven, um, and you got him on a real friendly contract, team friendly contract, um, and, and got a lot of young players across the board and stuff. And so you go like, well, they're going to be good for a while, and they are going to be good for a while. But don't ever think like, you know, like, oh, you know, if we don't do it this year, we can do it next year. You better go for it this year. You've got everything in place, and in, in, in that relationship, special relationship between Dable and Allen. You know, if Dable's gone, yeah, we'll plug this in. It's it's a very important relationship. I saw it with Marcia Broda and Kelly. Um, you know, it, and you know, you're a confidant, uh, you're a trusted friend, um, and Dable. Dable, let's face it, Dable's a winner. I mean, you know, the the, the national championship the, at Alabama. I mean, you know. Yeah, he had a lot of talent to work with, but he did he did a job there and in, 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 down there, and of course in New England. Um, you know, with, he 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 may be, uh, you know, I don't know how he's going to be as a head coach, but he of that Belichick tree, he may be the most successful. I mean, in terms of a, a, an assistant coach that went on to other things as an assistant, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Scott Petoniak with us, longtime Buffalo Bills insider, uh, the columnist, author, etc. Rochester Business Journal. Uh, as well, rbj.net for his work and at Scott Petoniak on Twitter. Just a couple more quick ones for you, Scott. I'll let you run. Yeah. You know, one thing this year that's been huge, I think, is everybody's facing the same situation. The adversity, the coronavirus, the, the testing every day, the the challenges, the scheduling. The Titans-Chiefs back-to-back weeks was brutal for, for, for <laughs> Buffalo because... When do we play? Who do we play? Where do we play? Are, are we are we playing at five or eight? Are we playing Monday or Tuesday? Everybody's faced that in some way. It might be worse. It might be better. For, but everybody's done something. They've been affected somehow this season. No fans at home. No fans on the road. All that stuff has been at play. How much do you think, though, that the Buffalo Bills have benefited by fighting all of this because Sean McDermott is their head coach? Well, he, he deserves an incredible amount of credit. There's no question. Look, at, we always talk about the cliche of culture, you know, and the Bills have a great culture 
it's a reflection of their head coach. You know, he went in, and I'm sure when he went in his interview, you know, before he took the job, um, you know, I'm sure he pointed out to the Pagulas, like, look it, you know, you got to bear with me in order for this to, because this is what we're going to need to do. You know, we're going to have to make the roster over. We're going to get, have to get guys in who buy into things. You know, it was, it was a train wreck with, with Rex. There was no great leadership on those, those teams. And the leadership, you know, has to come from, from inside as well. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, he, he deserves an incredible amount of credit. I mean, it's probably between he and Stefanski, I would think, and, and also the, the Dolphins coach as far as coach of the year you can make, you know, some real strong arguments for. But, yeah, he, he's created this, and they've all bought in. And the other thing, he, you know, they brought in people. Uh, you know, a coach can only do so much. The coaching really has to, in terms of discipline and getting guys to buy in, has to come from the players. He put together a great group of core players, and now even just, you know, three years. And Allen was, was with that right from the start. And now he, he obviously, he's beloved by his teammates and respected. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's done, he had a vision. He told the Pagulas, like, look, you're going to have to bear with me, and there could be some tough times here because we got to make this whole thing over. Yeah. And you got to stick with me. You can't panic and just continue this revolving door of coaches and let's get the, the new flavor of the day and hope that that works or whatever. And then, you know, he, he brought in Bean, uh, McDermott did, and they're the best combination uh, of, of uh, coach and GM since, since Levy and Polian. So, yeah, tremendous amount of credit he deserves. And it goes beyond X's and O's or anything like that. And I also like the other thing about him, he grew this year. He showed me something. I think we talked about this before. We did, like, yeah. You know, we talked about Allen. Obviously, like, yeah, he's got to make a he's got to make a quantum leap. He's got to continue to go on because now you got to decide like, is he the guy or isn't he the guy? Or we got to go back again and try to find the guy. But we talked about McDermott. McDermott's a defensive guy, conservative yeah. guy, whatever. Can't be that way if you want to win it all in the NFL. And I think he may have learned some lessons. From that playoff loss last year, like, you know, got to keep going. This is an offensive game. The rules, everything is built towards that. Plus, we've got these weapons. Go full bore. You know, go full bore Josh Allen here. You know, he can do it. And, and, and of course, obviously, the Diggs trade was enormous. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's just a fun time. And this really is reminiscent, unfortunately, without the fans. But it's reminiscent of what was building that excitement back in the late eighties and into the early nineties. I mean, it's a fun, fun time um, for the bills and, you know, enjoy the ride. Cause it's uh, again, this is, this is what, you know, it's one thing Mike having a winning team. Um, it's another thing having an exciting team. I mean, we've seen a lot of, a lot of those Patriot teams were pretty boring. I mean, you know, during the dynasty and, you know, Whatever it could be so run oriented or this and that. Yeah, you had you had arguably the greatest quarterback of all time there. But I mean, there were times when that formula was like, you know, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna win with defense. We're gonna win this and that. Whatever. These bills are exciting. Oh yeah. You know they're 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 like you feel good because whenever your team that you're rooting for, you know, goes into a game with, yeah, they should win. You know, and you instead of like. Oh gosh, how are they going to screw this up now? Which was always the, the the feeling of fans before. And then they're exciting, they're entertaining, the greatest show on turf. You know, like so. It, it's these are these are heady times, and uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll see if it, uh, a Kansas City Bills rematch could be, wow, that could be a classic game. It yeah. could really be a classic game. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have to win this game tomorrow. They have to. Because yeah. it, nothing matters if they lose. You make the mark in the playoffs. I'm not saying everybody's, the narrative has changed for a lot of Bills Mafia, and I think wrongly, because... Well, they're 13-3. and three. They, they did this, they did that, so now the next step is automatically this, and I, I don't look at it that way. I look at the next step, and when I mean this, I mean this, I mean that, right? So I, yeah. I, I mean the next box. They keep checking boxes. We've talked about it. You know, right. make the playoff, break the drought, make the playoffs, success in the division, win the division. All those things, they've been checking the boxes. The next box to check for me is is – just God win that playoff game, and then from there, let's let the gravy pour out. Let's let the house money co- you know come out of the register, etc. I have, and I'm with you on McDermott, man. I was on the fence for him with him for a couple of years. I wasn't sure. End of the half management, first half, every game it seemed. Defensive coach, the philosophies, the Nathan Peterman stuff. Now I've changed completely. I was all I was all in on Brandon B, but man, McDermott now he's completely done it for me, uh, and I'm I'm all the way in. Final thing. Minute or two left to go. It's it's a two parter. Okay. The fans. Yes. <laughs> if they were allowed in there all year and it was a normal year, you been at Rich Stadium, the Ralph New Era, Bill Stadium. Did I leave anything out? Um. But but, I mean, does that does that place fall apart? Number one, if they're in there, and and number two, did the Bills in any way as the season went on, the target on the back grew larger. Home, road, expectations, Allen, etc., MVP, to all the stuff we've been getting into, did the Bills actually benefit from no fans? Uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, that, that's a hard one. That, I, I don't know if I want to go there because I just think they would have had such uh, an advantage. I mean, they went 7-1 and one at home without fans. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. They did. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would go there. Okay. I don't know. You know, I, I think it would have been just even more remarkable to have uh, allowed this you know this really um beaten up fan base to finally have it stay in the sun again and really drink it all in um no pun intended there but uh uh you know so i i don't know i yeah they i mean the place we've always talked about like they you know they they would be turning buffalo upside down if uh you know, they ever were to win a, uh, a Super Bowl and stuff, but these are different times, and you know, it's, it's sad, but uh, um, you know, you still got to enjoy what's going on. You got to enjoy this. Is this has really been a marvelous, marvelous season? And as you said, you got to at least get over this one, oh. or else, man, the air just comes out of this. You know, this team. It really does. ScottPetoniak.com, at Scott Petoniak, the terrific author, longtime Buffalo Bills insider, columnist. Uh, also find him writing and writing and writing terrific articles at rbj.net, Rochester Business Journal. Scott, you're the best. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks, bud. It's always fun. Enjoy the games, as you say. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 in Cicero. Get your car detailed today, A to Z. Wax, wash, you name it. You drive away feeling like you have a brand new car. Again, a big tip of the cap. Thank you to the Whitaker family, the Swan family, and title sponsors, Bryant and Stratton College and Stanley Law Offices. Log on to Stanley Law Offices and their website and Facebook and Instagram. Follow them all over social media. 
terrific stuff at Stanley Law Offices. It's really, truly simple. It really, really is. Just call Joe, stanleylawoffices.com, for more information. Thanks so much to Scott Petoniak, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lowe's Probember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.